Hi, welcome to the Refuge House broadcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. So here's what you need to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. 11, I hope you are taking time to uh, follow the series from when we started it. Make sure you're reading your word note and you are also listening to the message after the preaching. Because you will get a percentage through the preaching, but when you go through your word note and listen again, the word will take effect in your life. The word of God is God's seed. And our heart is where the seed must be planted. But the way we plant that seed is through the attention that we give to the word of God. That attention begins with hearing. So if you want the word of God to be planted in your heart, you must give it the required attention. It begins with hearing the word. From hearing the word, you begin to meditate on the word of God. Because if the word of God is going to affect your life and change your life, you have to give attention to the word. And Satan understands the power of our attention. Jesus um, gave a parable of the sower to illustrate how powerful our attention is towards the word. He gave us three categories of people that the enemy was fighting them over the attention. The first was the one that fell by the wayside. These are the ones they hear the word of God, but they have no plan to do it or keep it. So the moment they leave, Satan just orchestrates one or two things and boom, they forgot what they heard and they don't remember it at all. The second is the one that falls by, by, the, by thorns. These are those who hear God's word and Satan will generate cares of this word. Choke the word of God. I mean, oh sorry, persecution rather, not cares. The thorns are for persecution. A trial comes, a challenge is come, a financial crisis come, you were rebuked in the office or you had a quarrel with somebody. What you don't understand that beyond all the issue, there is a satanic scheme behind crisis. Uh, something happened, there's a guy who lives in our area and um, anytime there's a communal effort, you know, he runs around and tries to help to make sure we do what needs to be done. And I called him after um, I came back from church yesterday. I was like, hey, how far? Because there's a particular issue within our area there. And he said, I'm in the village. I said, what are you doing in the village? He said, I got a call that my elder brother was stabbed. I said, stabbed. Who is stabbing your elder brother? He said they had an argument. An argument. We're going to be dealing with a, a fourth category of the works of the flesh known as offense. And under offense, you have strife, quarreling. He said they had this long quarrel in the village, I mean, the village there among themselves or family. And somehow, for yesterday morning, two of them were just quarreling, quarreling, quarreling. And one of them brought dagger and stabbed him in the heart. Bam. And he bled to death. This person that died is a father of three children. Four years, three years, one year. And he's dead. What kind of argument is that? So, you see, the devil will provoke situation to steal the word of God from your heart. To make sure the word doesn't... Because once the word settles, your life will change. The change you desire is where? 
in the word. It's not in your effort. Say that with me. Say the change I desire. It's not in my effort. It's not in my job. It's in the word. So if you do everything else but give attention to the word, you are going to be operating by power and by might. And you won't go very far. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The change you desire. Read your Bible. The change that you want to see in your life is where? In the word. It's not in anybody. It's not in anything. So when you turn your focus away from God and you try sorting out your life, like something I pasted last week, I say when you worry, you try to fix the things in your life. But when you trust God, you let him do it for you. Because that's the way it is. That's why I said casting all your cares upon me. What are cares for? They are designed to steal your attention away from the word. So the word doesn't change you. You are in the faith 10 years, you are still as angry as you were when you got born again. Nothing is changing. Praise the name of the Lord. The third one is the words that fell on hard ground. Hard grounds are, Satan uses three things. One, the cares of this world, or what you call the consigns of this world. They are meant to harden. When you worry about the issues of your life, it hardens your heart. It hardens it. Cares of this life. You hear what's going on in the news? You hear now the terrorist attack that killed, I was reading the story yesterday on the news, and it was a terrible story, terrible story of human beings under the influence of satanic uh, hold, killing people as if they are not, they are chickens. Just came, shot somebody on the head, Pua. The person they shot was, the guy who sat close and said, the guy was talking to his wife and, you know, and next thing, they just came, po, shot him on the head. And the guy just fell. So the, the guy picked the phone and the wife was saying, hello, hello, hello. Uh, I heard one noise. I hope all is well. Anyway, next thing, saw a text message. I just want you to know that I'm preparing the best food that you like. When you come, you will eat it. Meanwhile, the guy was dead on the floor. When you hear bad news, be very careful. They are meant to harden your heart. They are meant to kidnap, if I may use that word, kidnap your attention. So you become a distracted person. You come to church, you are here, but you are not, you're not here. There's a disconnect inside of you. I don't know whatever it is. There are people who come in and, and the devil is playing a fast one on them. And he tries to tell you that thing that is going on in your life is more important than hearing what the word of God is. The, the factor that would change what is going on in your life is the word of God. Nothing is as supreme as giving your attention to the word of God. You will never change if the word doesn't take its place in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You, you, you mean, nothing will change. Do what you want to do. But you will just keep repeating the same circle over and over because you've not found the, 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 the golden factor of giving the word of God is due place. The second one is deceitfulness of riches. The deceitfulness of riches is called the love of money. Believing that all you need in this life to be established to make it is to make money. And so you pour your entire energy to make money. It's money, money. It drives you to a point that it controls everything. No, I have to make money. I have to make money. And, and then you study your life, look at all the things that has been happening to you. It has never stopped. It's just that because what is going on now is the present issue. When this one finishes, another one will start. And before you realize, there will always be a reason why you don't have time to read the Bible, why you don't have time to pray, 
why you don't have time to serve God, Satan will make sure there's a steady supply. Whether from your office crisis that will never end or the money you are owing, it will always come. Nothing will stop because Satan understands how premium hearing the word is. You see the stress you're going through. The deliverance is in the word. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my word, disciples or followers indeed. So to follow Jesus begins with continuing in the word. And one of the important activity of continuing in the word is the hearing of the word and the study of the word. The sinfulness of riches. That's what led to the Russian and Ukraine war. Power. Control for power. Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Many lives are They've died needless death. When they came into this year, many of them that have been dead, blown into pieces, never imagined that they were going to die. But they are dead. That's why your, your safest place is God. The word of God is the light you need to thrive in this life. It will guide you. It will show you where to go, where you shouldn't go. There were a lot of Nigerians who said they were looking for greener pasture. It's not greener pasture. It's bomb pasture now. They ran back. They, they packed all of them in the plane and returned them back to Nigeria. Those that were in university, middle year, finished. University, they blown it to pieces. Some of the lecturers have even been killed. I, do you understand what I'm saying? The damage that is being done in Ukraine would take decades to solve. Can you replace all the lives that are dead? No! Why am I saying that? Life is full of a lot of ups and downs and it's full of dark places. You need a light that will guide you. And that light is in the word. And if you don't have time for the word, that means you don't have time for the light of life, which is the word. The third thing is said that, that hardens people's heart is the lust of other things. The pride of life, the lust of the eyes, and the lust of the flesh. Thank God we're dealing with that. These are the things, they are meant to harden your heart. So you become, you just find yourself giving excuses that will never end. Even when you have time, you say, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. But you don't understand there's a war over your life. So the word doesn't take its root in your life. Because the change that you desire is in the word. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 5, everybody. We're looking at the third category of the works of the flesh. Known as witchcraft. Alright. Galatians 5, everybody. Are we there? Are we there? Alright, verse 16. If you're there, say Amen. Galatians 5, make sure you have your Bible. These I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. All the crisis and the evil of humanity is in the lust of the flesh. And Satan wants you to walk there. But praise God, we are no longer in the flesh, we are in the spirit. See, I'm no longer in the flesh. Romans 8 verse 9 says, you are no longer in the flesh. I am no longer in the flesh. Why? Because the flesh nature has been ripped away from us. And we are a brand new creation in Christ. Praise God for that. Say amen. amen. But our soul, our mind, our will, our emotion is still in touch with the works of the flesh. And it can be affected and tempted by the works of the flesh. So we need to put our mind under control and our body under control. Otherwise, the flesh will take charge over it. Don't forget this. Before we got born again, the flesh has already educated our soul, our body with rebellion against God. 
Those rebellion is what the Bible calls the unrenewed mind. So there's a way your mind has been programmed to hate God. That's why serving God doesn't come really easy. You have to make a choice to renew your mind so you can pursue God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You want to read your Bible? The Bible is in front of you. You'll be going in and out of the room. For one week, you can't pick it. Because there is always something that is always coming up. Always something you have to watch from television, from phone call, from work, from body exhaustion. And you begin to wonder, ah, but this Bible is just two steps. I will pick it and read it. My word note, two step, I will pick it. That's the warfare that is going on. And the war is being fought in the mind. And Satan is using the works of the flesh as his front line assault. You know, in war, there's what they call the front line assault. These are the ones that go and do the initial damage before the main team will come. They call them front line assault. All right? So it says in verse 17 the flesh lost it against the spirit. I hope you're looking at your Bible. And the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so you cannot do the things that you would. What is he saying? There's a tension between the spirit and the flesh. That tension is in your mind. You are in the spirit, in your inner man, in your spirit being, the real you. But your mind has not come to that reality yet because of some education of the flesh. You know, that is still in your mind. So there's a tension. Your mind wants to go areas that your spirit doesn't want to go. So God says, walk in the spirit. That means live according to the new reality that you have received when you got born again. To be born again is to be born into the spirit reality. Say with me, say, I am in the spirit reality. Look at your neighbor, say, you are not a flesh man. Say, you are a spiritual man. Say nothing natural can satisfy you. Say only spiritual things. Hallelujah. We are spiritual. Glory be to God. All right? So it says in verse 18, But if we be led of the Spirit, we are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are what? Are manifest. What are they? What's the first one? Adultery. What's the second one? What's the third one? What's the fourth one? Now those first four are under a category known as what? Sexual immorality or impurity the first attack satan will use against you is sexual impurity. it will want to corrupt you sexually that's why every single human being from where you were born and where you were growing satan will try to introduce you to pornography whether you like it or not it will either get you direct now this present generation is more riskier our generation you have to have access to magazine he will try to use someone it could be your family relative, your family auntie, your uncle, or whatever it is, to at least put a seed of sexual immorality inside you. Jesus used the parable of the tears and the wheat so that it can introduce some struggle. There are, there are struggles a lot of people have. I don't want to go into that. I've already dealt with that. There are struggles a lot of people have in the area of sex. But if you trace it back, it, is, it, it comes from the struggle. An uncle that introduced someone to homosexuality, lesbianism, or did some funny things about, and some imprint was left in the mind, and now you're growing up, you're about to step into purpose and step into greater things, the enemy is resurrecting things in your mind that you've not dealt with. Now, it's time for you to renew your mind. Say amen. amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's time for you to do what? To renew your mind and walk in the spirit so that the lust of the flesh will not have a say over your life anymore. Say amen. amen. Bible says flee 
fornication. The word fornication, there's poinia, it means flee sexual immorality. Not just the act alone, but also the mindset. Flee it, run. Why? Because it will corrupt you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Today, the, the, the media is making sex a normal thing. To God, it's, it's a precious thing. Bible says marriage is honorable and the bed on the fire. Sex is only within the context of marriage, not outside marriage. Not the way it's commercialized in the movies that you and I see every day. Bombarding us with, with a, and a reorientation that sex is just a normal thing. You know, when two people like each other, that's what they do. It's not so. That's not what the word of God said. Sex is only within the confines of marriage. And we're teaching our children because you can't run away from that subject. Whether you if you don't tell them, the word will teach them and tell them. So it's an assault. Sex is honorable because God created sex. But sexual immorality is an assault against the original purpose of sex. So we need to be aware of that. And the devil uses adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lascivious. And there are many, a lot of brethren, even after being born again, they still struggle with that. That's why you must walk in the spirit. Everybody say walk in the spirit. All right. The second category is idolatry. We looked at idolatry. And idolatry is about image. Everybody say image. I told you that we are all creation of image. Image is a point of reference for living. Are you hearing me? An image is a mental picture. What kind of picture is, is driving your life? Everything you do comes from an image. It comes from a picture that is in your mind. Your fashion has an image. Maybe you like to dress like so and so. You like to wear your shoe that is like so and so. That's why they created what they call... Um, premium brand, you know, these are uh, people that have branded their name with quality. So what you're buying is their quality name that they have been able to establish in the market. So people pattern themselves after the image of the brand that they wear. Say you're wearing Gucci, you're wearing uh, Louis Vuitton, you're wearing uh, whatever. Th those are image things. Image. There's image in every area of your life, but you need to be very careful because the only image that you were designed to be controlled by is the image of Christ. Say amen. amen. Any other image outside God's image is idolatry. And the Bible says flee idolatry. Run away from it. Anything that takes the place of God in your life will destroy you. And we said anything can become an idol. Anything you give unhealthy attention to will become an idol. Your wife can become an idol. Your husband can become an idol. Your family can become an idol. Your job can become an idol. Even the way you behave can become an idol. You need to be very careful. There's a way to take my family, my family. My, I've seen, I've, I've been pastoring for years. There are some ways, the way some people take their family, they don't even take God that way. The way they think about their family, they don't think about God like that. Any small thing, pump, they've traveled. But we have time for fasting. I have kata. That means the image running you is not God. Some of the way we, we take our personal thing is an idolatry in our lives. When it comes to our own, we're very disciplined, we're very thought through, we're very organized. No excuse. It must be done well. It's my thing. But the moment it comes to the kingdom, you become loaf, aloof. You become lethargic. You become laid back. You become unorganized. You become disorganized. It's as if you don't know your left from your right. Somebody has to, it's like, like a blind person walking, somebody has to guide you because the image of the kingdom is not in your heart. That's what is wrong with a lot of believers in the church because Jesus 
It's not the idol that is in your heart. So we're looking at the third one, which is witchcraft. Everybody say witchcraft. All right. The th uh, third category is witchcraft. And, and I'm going to read from my notes because I want to go somewhere with this. Hallelujah. Everybody say witchcraft. Now when you hear the word witchcraft, I know because of a lot of movies you've watched, you've watched, you think witchcraft is people that fly in the night and, and go for COVID meeting. That's African version of witchcraft. All right? Because if you go to America, they have a different way of looking at it. They tell you there's weaker, white witch. They say white witch is good. It's black witch that is, um, that is a bad one. They call it black magic. So they tell you a white witch is those that use their powers to do good. So they've even made, they've even made movies to try to educate people that there's a good side to, to witchcraft. Some of you have watched the movie. Uh, or series. I think there's one they call Bewitched. Is it Bewitched or something? Oh. Witches. And there's even a series called Witches. And we sit down and watch. What are you watching? I'm watching Witches. They try to deaden your understanding and make you accept it. That to be a witch is not all that bad. You know, there's a good side to witchcraft. <laughs> witchcraft. Okay. Hallelujah. Okay, so we said the third category of the works of the flesh. Now, don't forget this. Every work of the flesh is an assault by Satan. Everybody say an assault. Is a weapon Satan uses to enslave men. That's what you must keep in mind. One of them is witchcraft. And what is witchcraft? Write this down. We've already said this. Witchcraft is about mind manipulation and what? Control. That's what witchcraft is. All those who fly, they are... They are lower cadet. The people that are running the show, they don't fly. Hello? I mean, for you to fly to do your job, that means you're a small boy. The people that are really the witches and the wizards, they don't fly. They send the ones that fly on their era, at lower level. Alright? So witchcraft, right? This I say so about what? Mind manipulation and control. What witchcraft does, it seeks to bring others deceptively. So, witchcraft works with deception. Everybody say deception. Deception is about deceiving. It's about seeking to bring others deceptively and forcefully under the control of another's will and way. Why do you want to manipulate the mind of another person to control? So you can bring them under your own will and your own way. That's what witchcraft is. Alright? The work of the flesh under this category is witchcraft. Now, we said that there are different tools the scripture says that witchcraft uses and you can see that um, witchcraft can use sorcery, they can use drugs. Alright? There, there's what they call mind control dogs. We, we know we don't call it witchcraft, but it's witchcraft in the sense that there are certain drugs that can deaden. When, when people are taken to psychiatric hospital and they're given medicine to control them, they've lost control over their reaction. So they give them drugs that will suppress some of their nervous response in their brain. So that even though they think and want to do violence, the drug will suppress that function in the brain. So the, the, everything goes into slow motion. So they now start acting as if they're not communicating or connecting. That's, that's hypnotic drugs, you can put it that way. All right? but, but witchcraft can also be done through sorcery. Sorcery is magic. Right? And, and, and we said under sorcery, there is the one they use magic in scripture. I'm going to show you all this from the Bible, incantations and that. But there's also the sorcery of charm. Everybody say charm. 
a social charm is someone that has charisma. He can talk. He can communicate. He has a way to, to present whatever he carries and people just like him. That's what you call enchantment. People can enchant with their looks. People can enchant with their words. All right? And, 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 and the likes. All right? Um, write this down. The goal of what is the purpose of which each work of the flesh has a specific goal. The goal of witchcraft is rebellion. Everybody say rebellion. Rebellion. Go to 1 Samuel 15, verse 23. Everybody, quickly. 1 Samuel 15, verse 23. I'm going to read verse 23 of 1 Samuel. It says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word. Notice this. Thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. He has also rejected thee from being king. So what witchcraft does. It seeks to manipulate your mind and control your mind. So it can plant rebellion in your mind. Rebellion is a mindset that resists authority. When you say someone is a rebel, it simply means they are resisting the authority of the country they are rebelling against. They refuse to go again, go with the country's authority and their laws, and they believe they have a better way to do what they want to do. So they rebel. They rebel. So a rebel is someone who resists authority. Satan wants men to resist God because he resisted God and he was thrown out of heaven. So he also wants you to be thrown out. And for you to be thrown out, you have to resist God the way he resisted God. So he wants to sell the same lie that he started with. Alright? The scripture is against witchcraft. And I said, everybody said witchcraft is about mind manipulation and control. That's what witchcraft is. To manipulate mind. When you manipulate something, you, you are deceiving the thing to do what you want. We use the word deception because you have an intention that you want to achieve. So when you manipulate someone, you are getting the person to do what you want because of your ulterior motives. So witchcraft is about mind manipulation and what? And control. Now, the scripture is against witchcraft because it's a rebellious mindset. Witchcraft is a mindset. Write that down. It's what? It's a mindset. Witchcraft is a way of thinking. Satan wants you to think like a witch or a wizard. And when I use the word witch or a wizard, I'm looking about somebody that flies. A witch or a wizard, which is for um, a, male, a female, wizard is for male, but they are witches. That's what it is, okay? <laughs> a, a wizard is someone that thinks in a rebellious way, a man that thinks in a rebellious way. A witch is a woman that thinks in a rebellious way. Rebellious because they resist authority. Now, this is what Satan tries to do. Witchcraft is a rebellious mindset and stance or position that resists the authority of God's word and refuses to submit to the Holy Spirit. When a person has a mentality for witchcraft, he does not respect the word of God. Anything God says, he doesn't believe it. He has his own way. That means you've adopted the mentality of witchcraft. Because when witchcraft settles in your mind, it means you have developed a rebellious mentality. Even when the word of God says you will still do what you want to do. All right? Zechariah 4.6 says, um, I'm reading from a contemporary English version. 
when he says not by might, not by might. But let me read what he says. So the angel explained that it was the following message of the Lord to Zerubbabel. I am the Lord all-powerful. So don't depend on your own power or strength, but on my spirit. Can, can I say this? Everybody look at me. You were saved to trust in God. You were saved to depend on God. You were saved to depend on his word. You were saved to depend on the ability of the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say with me, say, I was, I was, I, I was born again to depend on the word of God. Say, I was born again to depend on the ability of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, without him, we can do nothing. So, any mentality that tells me that without God, I can do some things is witchcraft. Hello. Because it's trying to tell God that God is what? A liar. And the scripture can never be broken. So witchcraft is a, so you can be a pastor and you can be a witch in the way you think. Or a witch, witchcraft can control the way you think. Why? Because you're not depending on the word of God. Any area you are not depending on the word of God and on the ability of the Holy Spirit, witchcraft is playing its role in your mind. There are some situations that witchcraft has taken over in your life. You have just believed that maybe this is my lot. This is, people say this is my cross to carry. That's witchcraft speaking. Because they've concluded that this situation, that's when you hear them say, this is a very tough problem. Have you heard people talk like that? Very tough, very tough problem. It's not tough. It's witchcraft that has built a skyscraper inside your head. It has settled down, planted a rebellious mindset and stance. Stance means position. Where is it? So when somebody say, you just, you just, they'll just be shaking their leg. and Then when you come, you say, Alpha, what did they tell you now? Say, God said, with you. My brother, I've been here for 10 years. 10 years. How many years I call that? 10. 10. Not be, don't be 10 days old. Not be 10 months. 10 years. We don't hear this thing tired. If it didn't work, if it don't work, leave that thing. You get some things God they do. You get some things you just, you just die with them. Take a last your Lord. Now God knows what you are a witch. That's a witchcraft mentality talking. And that's what's going on in the church. We have now dimensioned God that there are some things God can do and there are some things God cannot do. All right, there are two levels of witchcraft in the scripture. Two levels of witchcraft in the scripture. I'm, I'm showing you what the Bible says, so you, I'm, I'm going to back it up. The first level is when the individual ignorantly, I use the word ignorantly, because if you are aware, you will not do it. Every attack of the enemy seeks to take advantage of your ignorance. I think you should write that statement down. Every attack of the devil seeks to take advantage of your ignorance. Because if you know, you will not agree. So your only armor against Satan is truth. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11 says, he said, lest Satan should get an advantage of you, for we are not ignorant of his devices. That word devices comes from a Greek word that means disposition or mind. Satan seeks to walk through your ignorance. Anything you are ignorant of, it takes advantage of your ignorance and strikes. Because he knows if you are aware, you will not let him. You won't give him place. So the first level of witchcraft is where the individual ignorantly yields his or her mind so the deceptive control of the devil. I use the word deceptive because the devil is described as a deceiver. You ever say deceiver? That's what he tries to do. 
It is at this point Satan implants the witchcraft. Are you paying attention? Please listen to what I'm telling you. It is at this point that Satan puts the mindset of witchcraft in the individual. Through his suggestion. And I'm going to give you two cases in the Bible to verify that. The first one is Eve. Everybody say Eve. How many of you know Eve? You remember Eve in the Bible? Hello? You remember Eve? Eve is who? The wife of Adam. Very good. Turn your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. We're looking at the first level where the enemy seeks. You know what Satan used on Eve? is witchcraft. Everybody say witchcraft. I'm not hearing everybody. I say everybody say witchcraft. witchcraft. Yeah. How do I know? Because Paul confirmed it that Eve was deceived. And witchcraft uses deception to catch his victim. To, to Eve, he thought she was thinking normally. But she didn't know that Satan was deceptively winding her over to buy into a lie that would destroy her. She didn't know. Eve was deceived because Satan used witchcraft on her. And I'm going to show you. It's in the Bible. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 3. What did he say? Paul says, but I fear, it was writing to the Corinthian church, lest by any means as the serpent beguile. Everybody say beguile. The Bible uses serpent to represent Satan. Serpent has a characteristic of being corny. Everybody say corny. You know what corny means? Crafty, not straightforward, tricky. That's a corny behavior. A corny person is not a straightforward person. They behave like they are straightforward, but they have a hidden agenda. That thing you call straightforward is an image, an illusion they give you to bring your guards down so they can strike. That's what the devil does. Is a corny person. So the Bible uses a serpent to explain his character. Alright? Beguide. Underline the word beguide. The serpent beguide Eve through his subtlety. The next word you're going to underline is the word subtlety. There are key words, three words I'm going to focus on there. I fear by enemies as the serpent beguide Eve through his subtlety. And he's still using the same technique. So your mind should be what? corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So, there are two, three words there. The first one is beguiled. Everybody say beguiled. beguiled. I didn't hear you say beguiled. beguiled. The second word is what? Subtlety. Everybody say subtlety. subtlety. The third word is corrupted. Say that. Say corrupted. corrupted. Now, when witchcraft has taken its hold in your mind, your mind becomes corrupt. But to produce corruption, the instrument of witchcraft is to beguile through subtlety. What does beguile mean? Write this down. Simply means to seduce. Everybody say to seduce. I won't bore you with the Greek. Some of you, when we start studying, you go to sleep. So just take the surface one. The word to beguile, that means the serpent seduced him. What does it mean to seduce? To seduce means to charm somebody with the aim of manipulating the person to your side. That's the word seduce. So that he seduced me. That means he, he probably gave you something you like. Like when a guy wants to take advantage of a girl. Or say, lady, that one of these, I won't call his name. One of the billionaires you know in Nigeria. Saw a girl in an event and wanted the girl. The girl happened to be a church girl. But now, you know, those kind of people, they don't go there. They're too powerful. So he sent his, I'm sure his PA, to go and tell the girl. My guy is interested and I would like to go out with you. The go out means he likes to sleep with you. You guys say, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm born again. I'm a, I'm a child of God. I don't do that kind of thing. He said, okay, no problem. He left him. Then he now bought some expensive things for her. 
Things that if she works for 10 years, she can't get it. Sent it to her. Hello? Then you will know that if you're not very close, some people have, there's a price. There's a price you will get to, you will fall. Then he wanted to see her in Abuja just for, to take her for lunch. He sent his private jet with car. And you know, it's not normal car. There are some cars that don't need roadworthiness. They don't, you know, they don't need roadworthiness. They are just, you know what I mean? They'll come carry her. So she went, you know, just okay. Is it not your lunch? Is it, is it not just lunch? How oh, those shubri shubri you are doing? She will forget it. Went, flew her. Yeah, brought her back. What is the man doing? Seducing her. That's what the devil does. Okay, you don't want to do it. Eh? No, it's okay. It's okay. No problem. Me too. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it too. But but they might put you around the neighborhood of nice things. You know, what's the latest iPhone now? iPhone 13 Max or something. Huh? Is it 14 now? It's 13. 18 iPro Max. Some of you know it, but you can't buy it, but you know it. You know it. We'll just give you like one iPro. Then it gives you the latest Apple MacBook. Ah! Your eyes will say, Then by the time it does that, and it gives you that, then it now puts an envelope, in the envelope, $20,000. Say, no, no, you guys say, no, I don't want anything. Just, just go. Then they fly you back. You go back with iPro Max with uh, $20,000. He won't talk, he will leave you for like one month. Then two months later, I calls again, say, I don't know, I'm in Lagos. I'd like us to go out for lunch. If the flyweight jet comes, speaks you to Lagos and lands you in Lagos. And say, ah, how's your phone? Ah, yeah, there's a latest iPhone now, 14. But it's not in Nigeria. But, but I, I just came from U.S. and I bought it. Would you like it? Whoa! You mean iPhone 14? Take, you can take it. Then you eat. The way you're going is that it gives you $50,000. Then it takes you out for shopping. It says, uh, let me change your wardrobe for you. Then it tells his, his PA, because those people, they don't want to be seen walking with you. We tell his PA, go. Carry you to the most expensive boutique in. He said, tell her until she's tired before you leave there. Anything she wants to buy, let her buy. You see, you see the way some of you are shouting, I see, it don't finish, it's gone. It's gone. Then you see all those shoes that you have been dreaming to wear. You are not collecting them one by one. Collecting them, buy shoe. From shoe, you buy, um, you see, which one is bone steak, a big bone streak, which one? Uh-huh. You buy all the human hair you want to buy, you just, in fact, you were about to, but your consciousness, you don't do self, I beg. Make it on me. Maybe let's say person a thief. <laughs> you buy all the expensive things, and, and you now buy jewelries. You know, you women are jewelries, God help you. They buy earrings, you now buy, you know, everything. And the latest makeup, you say, no, I don't use no other China makeup now. I want better makeup. You go and buy American designers, you buy everything. By the time they buy, and you're going to say, this time, take $100,000. Only you will be begging him to sleep with you. <laughs> you will say, ah. Somebody said, now, nah, you miss the man, they blow all this money for you like that. <laughs> Just like that. At a point, the pressure on itself. Why you see him, you are the one that will jump on him. 
It's called seduction. There are some of you sitting right now, the enemy is seducing you and you don't even know. Satan's seduction is in the mind. There are thoughts seducing you now in your business, you don't know. There are thoughts seducing but, but you don't understand. It's the seduction of witchcraft. Play you like music. You think you are the one in charge, but you are not the one in charge. Seducing you. When, when Satan came to Eve, he came seductively. Hello. He wasn't shouting. He was like, hey, I'm the devil. No, no, no. Mm -mm. Just came and spoke very silky, very smooth. Did God say we shouldn't eat of everything in the garden? No, he said, God didn't say that. No, God says we can eat of everything we want, but only the one in the middle we shouldn't touch. The day we touch, we will die. Oh, you will die. No, 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 you will not die. Eh. Hey, no, you don't understand what God means. See, that word death is very, is very, it depends on the way you see it. You're not going to die like die. Let me tell you why God said what God meant. See, what God meant was this. That if you eat it, you will be like him. You will, know, you will have power to know the difference between good and evil. In other words, eating the fruit gives you some kind of power. Some kind of control. Some kind of influence. You will become like God's. You think if it was not attractive, evil will, 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 not, will, will, will resist it. It was attractive. And, and when Satan planted it, he left. He didn't convince her. He just planted the seed, got a hold of her mind, and gave say, uh, Eve a th his thought and left. After that time, Eve was battling with Satan's thought. Unfortunately, every Satan's thought is clothed with deception. He began to reason it. And if you reason with a liar, you will become a victim. And he fell. That's what happened. He beguiled Eve. That was seduced through his subtlety. Everybody says subtlety. The word subtlety comes from a word called sophistry. S-O-P-H-I-S-T-R-O-I. It's the same word where you get the word corny or crafty. Someone with sophistry is someone that is skillful in the act of deception. Everybody says skillful in the act of deception. We watched a movie, or not a movie, a documentary in Netflix about a young guy who is corny. That's what 419 does. This guy is Slick, he's charming, he's handsome, but he's slick. His target is to target women who has money, but they are lonely and they need a relationship. When he comes, first of all, he'll charm you. He will about him in the first video. Then this guy, the guy came very charming and 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 you know, and, and they'll create a fake Facebook and Instagram platform to show that the guy is the son of a billionaire. And the guy is wealthy because that's the first thing people go and check now. You know, they can create a false status online. And, and, and I invited her and the car that came to pick her was a Rolls Royce to one hotel. The eating was, you know, cut a long story, was fantastic. And, and just greeted and left. And the guy was like, wow, this, this guy is a nice guy. And in one month, he slept with the guy. After one month, the guy said, I have to leave. So what? He said, I have some challenges. Some people are after me, and I have to leave because of my business, blah, blah, blah. They will not create one story online to back up his claim. And they're after me, and I cannot, they're tracking my, uh, 
credit card, so I can't use my credit card. So where he was, he had to look. I, I, I have a business something I need to pay, but if I do that, they'll track me. Then he now organized with a friend how they beat somebody where he was. The friend with bruises all over his face. So the lady, they panicked. Because they were not going to be seduced, but they don't know that that seduction is true subtlety. Play now! So he now, first of all, gave him $10,000. All those cars, he rented all of them. He was using, at the same time he was doing one lady, he was doing like 10. So he was using one lady's money to, to live a lifestyle, to con another person. And after con, he used that one to con another person again. And use that one to con another person again. So to them, they were meeting a young guy, a dream come true guy. But they don't know they were being beguiled through subtlety. Cunningness. Clever at being at deception. Very, they, they, they have a subtle way they talk. They, they sound like they are telling you the truth, but behind it, it's, it's loaded and coded with deception. It comes to you. It's a slick guy. It's very nice. It comes to church. He will starts following you to church, giving you the impression that he fears God, that he likes God. When they are worshiping, he knows the song, and he does the worship so well that when you see him, you know he's a spiritual person. Somebody just met one month ago. And I mean, he will come maybe follow you one to one Bible study, follow you one to one uh, prayer meeting. And when they are praying, he knows how to do it. But in his mind, he's playing you. It's playing you, playing you like music. Because online you can get any information about anybody today. And he knows our lingo. It is well with you. You're blessed. And if, after he stays in this church, probably he will learn some of my language and he will be saying it to you. Say, wow. Wow, wow, wow. But you don't know you're being beguiled through corniness. That's what Satan does. It's the, it's, the, it's the beguilement and subtlety of witchcraft. That's how it starts. Satan starts playing drums on your head. He enters your mind and wears your thoughts. That's what this lies does. It wears your thoughts and begins to talk to you. This week, I, God spoke to me last Sunday when I was praying. And he says, take some time to fast and pray. So I was in church for three days, praying and fasting. God gave me grace to pray. But I detected something the second day when I spoke in tongue for nine hours. How many hours? From seven to three in the afternoon. Stretch. First day I spoke in tongue for about five hours. Second day, nine. Third day, about five. But after I spoke in tongue for nine hours, my eyes opened clear. And God showed me something that was plain in my mind. And I thought it was me. But he says, it's the voice of the accuser. I said, what, me? He said, yes. He said, there are some things you've thought along this era, you thought it was me. He said, it has limited what I want to do here and there. He says, you need to tell. He said, this is where he said it to me. He said, whenever you hear the accusation of setting thoughts in your mind. He said, it is not me. It is the accuser that has gained access to your reasoning. There are some thoughts some of you are thinking about your life now. It could be about your business. It could be about your relationship. It could be about money. It could be a, And you think it is you. It is not you. It is the accuser that has worn the cloth of your mind. And he's talking to you. Playing you like music. Some of them, it can play you and set you up against your husband. It can play you and set you up against your wife. It can even play you and set you up against me. Maybe I was driving one day on the road and you greeted me and I didn't see you. Then the devil said, you see? See, that's how they are. You saw this pastor. When they are riding big car now, they don't see people on the road anymore. You think it's you. It's the accuser. 
And if you know me very well, when I drive, I only look one place. It's my family brother will tell me, uh, Paro, somebody is waving at you. I say, oh, hey, who is that? They'll just pop, 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 and you see the person. But the devil is looking for mistakes. Everybody say mistakes. Guilt. It's looking for guilt. It's looking for failures. It's looking for condemnation, disappointment. So he can use those events, manipulate them to beguile you through subtlety. So he can bring your mind under his control and do a witchcraft one on you. I don't know. Am I making any sense here? Is everybody listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. I gave some example. How even couples are plant, doing witchcraft on themselves. Husband and wife doing witchcraft on themselves. A little situation will come. Little misunderstanding which they can easily address with truth and resolve. Satan will say, uh -huh. see, see the way your husband just did now? That's just to tell you that your husband does not like you. In fact, your husband does not believe you have sense. He says, it's true. He says, it's true. Next time I need to come, she's ready. She's in a war, she's in a war mode. Everybody say war mode. You are always taking me for granted. Where, where is that one coming from? Me taking you for how? It's you that is evil in charge. Who is telling me I'm taking you for granted? Say, no, you're always believing that I don't have sense. That word did not come from, it came from a thought that will minister to your mind. But you didn't know. Just like Job's wife, Satan spoke a word and she downloaded it from the devil and spoke it to the husband. Do you still retain your uh, integrity? Curse God and die. You are in church. Maybe because they asked you to do something, then for some reason, then they didn't ask you to do it for a while. Satan, the accuser comes to you saying, hey, I talk about it, they don't appreciate me anymore. Satan is doing a witchcraft on you. They don't appreciate me anymore. Let me see if I can cover one more example before <coughs> I still have like a few minutes more. Hallelujah. <coughs> the corruption in Eve's mind came from satanic witchcraft, which is mind manipulation and control. This mind manipulation and control was done through what the scripture described as the serpent beguiled Eve through subtlety. To beguile means to seduce. How did the serpent seduce Eve? Through subtlety. Subtlety means corny crafty or the use of sophistry. To be corny or crafty means to be skillful in the use of deception. Sophistry is the use of clever but false arguments especially with the intention of deceiving. If you don't have the word of God in you because it is only the word of God that can expose the lie of the devil. Everybody write this down. Your, your academic intelligence cannot spot satanic deception. Write it down. Write it. Your academic intelligence cannot spot satanic deception. To be educated does not arm you to spot satanic deception. If the education is academic, it won't help you. But if the education is word-based, it will help you. You know what I know? We know America is one of the most, it's the superpower, at least we know for now. All right? Recently, many of you must have heard this company called Disney. Disney, for ages, has been producing children entertainment. That company is, I'm sure it's more than 100 years old. Leaders to take over the company. And they are now introducing 
a psychology that is based on a liberality that is destroying that. They do not, because children usually go there for parks. They don't recognize male and female anymore. That there is no male, there is no female. So everywhere in the company, there's he or she. They canceled it. There's no male, there's no female. There's no he, there's no her, there's no man, there's no woman. Everybody are now called dreamers. See, if today you dream that you're a man, you're a man. Tomorrow you dream that you're a woman, you are a woman. If, if um, tomorrow you dream that you are back to a man, okay, you are a man today. So you use man toilet. Tomorrow you say woman, you will use woman toilet. That, that's what's going on now. And, and can I tell you, the people that are making decisions are graduates from top universities in the world. One of the recent uh, peak for Supreme Court, a lady, she's a graduate of Harvard. One person asked them, she's a woman, said, um, please, can, what, can you describe who a woman is? She said, I don't know. Why? She said, because I am not a biologist. So if you think academic arms you to detect satanic deception, you are joking. Because most of all these laws that are born to, they are, there's a group of people who have taken power in use and they want to review. And for some of you in Nigeria, all you're interested in is to go and get Greek card and travel to America. You don't even know what you're going to meet there. They are about to revamp the entire concept of culture and God in America. Because this attack is Satan and is targeting God. It's trying to make men reject what God created and ordained. What is biologically, scientifically proven as true? They say it is not true. So they've even, they approved just last week uh, operational, any, any child who feels that he's not a boy or he's not a girl can go and do operation to change his biological look, to fit whatever his mind wants. I'm talking about people who are graduates, PhD holders, who are making decisions like this. So when I tell you, you can't spot satanic seduction, I mean, uh, deception through academics is very true. It takes the light of the word of God to spot satanic deception. Am I making any sense? Because sophistry is the use of clever but false argument, especially with the intention to deceive. The devil is cunning or crafty because the scripture describes him as a liar and the father of lies. John 8, 44. Let me stop there. Go there. I'll continue in second service. John 8, 44. Jesus said something very immortal about the devil. This is an eternal revelation about Satan. He says, you are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father, you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. There may be intelligence, but there is no truth. There is a difference between human intelligence and truth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why there are some businesses with all the intelligence, it will peak at a level. But when you have truth, you can break through that peak. Because truth and intelligence are two different things. Alright? He says, when he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. For he is a liar. And the father of it. The scripture. Why is it not changed? Media. Now, let me explain what I just read from John 8.44. The Bible in John 8.44 describes the devil, listen to this, as a father. The word father means originator, someone who originates or someone who generates. The Bible describes the devil as the originator or generator 
and it tells us what he does. That he is a killer or a murderer. So he was the one that planted the thought to kill Abel in Cain's mind. Abel, Cain did not know that Satan was using witchcraft on him. To him, he was reacting to an incident that happened that he felt was normal human incident. I mean, we brought through sacrifice for my best of my ability. I brought my own. And uh, can you imagine? God took his own and he did not take my own. Why? And I'm the elder brother. What kind of thing is it? What kind of partiality is God playing? Meanwhile, God was talking to him. He said, this is why I rejected your offering. You did not honor me with your offering. You brought the worst of what you have. And your brother brought the best of what you have. Speaking of honor for me. And because he honored me, I responded, you did not honor me. You honored yourself more than you honored me. Then he now warned him. He said, listen and be careful. He said, because sin stands at the door. That word sin, that's referring to the devil. That if you don't listen to the truth, I'm telling you about why what happened, happened. Satan will take off your mind and will give you his own version of what happened. And, and, and that is bad. But guess what? The Bible said it here. He was a murderer from the beginning. Apparently, Cain refused the truth God gave to him and accepted the lie that Satan gave to him. And what Satan used was cunningness. Beguiled him through subtlety and convinced him that as long as his brother is alive, he will not progress. And the only way to settle it was to kill him. That's why he killed his brother. So Jesus said he's a killer. He said he's one who does not abode or stand in the truth. Why? Because there is no truth in Satan. Truth is an offshoot of God's character. He speaks lies because he's a liar. That word liar in the Greek means a falsifier. Satan takes issues, events, and mis misrepresents them. He twists them around. Something will happen, but Satan will put a twist on it so that when you look at what happened, the way you think about it will be hurting you. Do you understand what I mean by that? The way you think about it will be bothering you, will be paining you, and you think it is you, but the devil has given you a version that is hurting you, and as a result, you will not respond in truth, you will respond out of emotional pain. And you will miss God's purpose for your life. That's what God told me. Many of us, the voice of the accuser is very loud in our mind and we don't even know it. Let me round up and say this. He said he speaks a lie because he's a liar or a falsifier by nature and is the originator of lies. Rise up on your feet. Glory be to God. Let's open our mouth and begin to talk to God. Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.